OJ, thank you so much for being the newest member to the book club and being on the podcast. Welcome. How are you? I am great, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me here tonight. I'm just so anxious to talk to you. I am so glad that you are excited to talk to me. (laughs) I love to speak with authors and find out about their journey and their books because I know that publishing a book can be a journey. I love to hear and have other people share their journeys Mm -hmm. in hopes that maybe we can help somebody else who's maybe starting out on that journey and just doesn't know what to do. Right. right? Absolutely. So so before you wrote this book, and we'll get into the book, um, the other side, we will get into it. Um, But before that book became a reality, did you always know that you wanted to be an author or did you just kind of, or did it just happen? Um, I always knew I was meant to be in the arts in some way, shape or form. Um, I started out dancing when I was probably about five. Um, So I was classically trained um, in just about everything. Um, And then I did some acting, I did commercials, um, I did drama and plays all the way up through high school. And um, I started writing around that time as well too. So probably like middle school to high school, I started out with poetry and short stories. Um, And so I did that all the way through high school and my early 20s. Um, and then I started this book and then I stopped this book (laughs) and I started this book and I stopped this book and I started this book (laughs) and, um, over 10 years later, it finally got done. (laughs) So was it something that why the reason why you would stop it is because you got pulled away into what I call like real life? You had to go do other things? Um, Yes, definitely. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of three amazing, um, now adult daughters. But at the time when I was trying to write the book, they weren't adults. (laughs) You know, they were little ones. I was very much actively involved in their school. And then I went to school and got um, my degrees and I wanted to do all of that. And I had what I would call now a severe case of writer's block because I just could not get past the intro of the book, basically just the first couple of pages that um, are still the same now. I just kept rewriting those pages and I just could not get past that story, um, those first couple of pages in the story. Wow. So fast forward to now, Mm -hmm. children are grown, Mm -hmm. they're gone. Mm -hmm. The book is say finished, at least on paper. But now what happens, right? So you have this manuscript. Mm-hmm. What what do you do with it? Whew. And that was actually my question because I that was literally it. Like, okay, now what do I do? I mean, of course, everybody wants to be published. Well, I can't say that. Not everybody wants to be published. But for me, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be published. Um, and I was having a conversation with one of my closest, dearest friends. And she said, well, what's the holdup? I said, oh, I just need to do some research and figure out if I want to try to go the traditional route and, you know, shoot for an agent and look for these big companies or if I want to just self-publish. And she said, well, I mean, what's what's holding you up? Because you you keep saying that you're going to do it and you just you're not doing it. (laughs) And that was the the push I needed. Um, I didn't realize how easy it was to self-publish. But with that being said, I am 
almost a year into the journey from when I started. I published on my 40th birthday last June. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. With absolutely no marketing, <laughs> no research, no nothing. And I quickly realized, girl, you are not Beyonce. You cannot just drop something with no marketing <laughs> and people are going to be like, ah, no, it didn't really happen like that. <laughs> So well, that's so funny because <laughs> that is exactly what I thought. Well, I thought I'm going to write this book, <laughs> right? I'm going to put it on Amazon mm-hmm. and I'll just wait for y'all to come, mm-hmm. right? And then pretty soon, you know, 45 days later, I'll be on book tour. Exactly. And I'll and I'll be rich, 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 rich. rich. That's what I thought, right? Yep, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> it did not work as planned. Well, I will say like my sales the first month were pretty good. You know, all of my family, like no one knew. There were very, very few people that knew that I had even started back writing and wrote the book. My mother didn't even know. I really got cursed out for that, by the way. Um, (laughs) So the sales that first month, because everybody was like, oh my God, you wrote a book. Let me go buy it. Was great. And then I'm like, but wait, there's work to do still after that. You can't just stop. Um... And so now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, there are so much, so many things that I didn't know, so many things I still don't know, but that I wish I had done properly the first time. But it's a life lesson and you know, you live and you learn and you grow and move forward. And the book is out there and you can always pick up marketing Mm -hmm. on the book. There's all types of way. And that, that to me Everybody that I talk to, and I talk to a lot of authors, everybody has the same issue. How do I market the book? How do I get it out there? What is the the secret recipe to meeting my audience? And that can be incredibly frustrating, Mm -hmm. right? And it can be defeating as well. When you check your Amazon uh, KDP and it's nothing for days, Right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just, it happened. It happened to me. So, and I just, you know, and it's, it's defeating, but then you realize, well, I haven't done any marketing. I don't know what to do and how do you do it on a budget? Right. Um, there are so many resources, um, low cost resources, like you said, on a budget, Um, So what I started doing is I started joining a lot of groups on Facebook. So author groups, book club groups, different things like that. And the support amongst the author community is just amazing. So there's just so many people willing to share what they have learned and just teach us newbies out there some different things. Um, Of course, everything can't be free. You, you, You have to pay for some stuff as I'm learning even more in this journey as well is you have to pay for some things. Um, so like for book two, this time around, I've, I've, I got an editor. I have someone who's working with me on the marketing and the book launch and the tour and all of those different things that I did not do the first time. Um, but definitely those Facebook groups and just those resources have just been amazing. Even Pinterest, like searching on Pinterest, um, social media calendars for authors. Cause that's the question. Like, what do I post? I don't know what to post every day. How often am I supposed to post? So, um, things like that, that are available for free and low cost, at least kind of get you started and get the ball rolling. Right. And I've also, um, spoke with people, um, and I didn't know this either until I started doing the podcast, how attainable a publicist is. Mm-hmm. 
to help you push the book. I always thought a publicist was something that you got after you were established. Right. Right? Because mm-hmm. I only saw people who were established that had publicists. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody could go hire a publicist. Right. And it's not as expensive as one might think. Mm-hmm. So that was always my thing. I always thought things were a certain way. And therefore, I might even talk myself out of it. Oh, I can't get a publicist because that's out of reach for me. I can't afford it. I won't even look. Yep, I agree. Right? Uh-huh. And it, and it's not, it, it is attainable. You can do mm-hmm. it um, on a budget. There are publicists that will work with mm-hmm. you. Yep, I, I absolutely agree. Um, and that's kind of my struggle now, though, with the agent because I want an agent. And now that is a little bit harder to get, (laughs) you know, those query letters and getting yourself out there and getting someone to see your passionate as what, see your dream as a dream, the way you see it, Um, or at least just to give it a chance. So that's actually my my next struggle. So maybe once I figure that out, I'll come back on here and talk to you about that. (laughs) Yes, please do. Because once you figure that out, I want to know myself because those query letters are for the birds. I'm sorry. I mean, and I thought I'll just query and boom, I'll get an uh-huh. agent. And I, I got rejection. Some of them were kinder than others, mm-hmm. right? Some of them are like, you know, it's good, but it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I don't, you know. And so that, again, can be de- defeating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you really have to pick yourself up and keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always like to hear their journey. So you've self-published book one yes you're in the process is book two done and and um book two's deadline to be done is about five days from now <laughs> Uh oh. um and i am about ten thousand words away so um yes book one will be done april 1st and then it's off to my editor um and this one will also be self-published um through amazon as well Nice, nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that I always I'm always proud of people that see it through and you now you're you're even really trying to really figure out the marketing piece mm-hmm. and 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 learning the lessons, right? And now applying it to the next book. Absolutely. Where you're planning a launch and somebody told me you have to build the buzz before the book even comes out. Right. Who knew that? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I I didn't realize that. Um, I know now. I would have never thought of that. So when I go to launch my book, I will have a launch and a publicist and I will come out strong because these are things I've learned just from doing the podcast Mm -hmm. and talking to people. Right, right. And so I want to be able to pass the knowledge on, Mm -hmm. right? So thank you for sharing what you've learned. And hopefully we can help somebody else along the journey as well and make it a little bit easier for them. Yes. So I want to now get into the book, The Other Side. Tell me about the book. How did this book, you said it took 10 years. Mm -hmm. So this is a story that did it evolve over the 10 years from like when you first thought of it? then as time went on, it kind of changed? Or is it the same story? I want to say it's the same story. Because even throughout that 10 plus years of me trying to rewrite or trying to write the story, the first couple of pages stayed the same. Not much changed in those pages. And so once I finally sat down in 2019, and really got back into writing and then the pandemic hit and I was really able to get into it um, and really just knock it out. 
the story just flowed organically. It really, and I I've, don't think I realized this until I started this book. And then again with book two is I have very little control <laughs> over these characters and what they do and what they say or the way the book goes. Sometimes I'm just as surprised as my readers are when they read it. I was just as surprised when I wrote it. I had no idea that this is what was going to happen. They literally just take over the book. I'm not a planner. I don't do the outline. I don't sit down and plan. Kudos to those that can do it that way. But for me, it takes away my creative process for me. I would agree. I'm not a planner either. I get a picture in my head of characters mm -hmm. and then they just start having these conversations or situations it kind of plays out like a movie absolutely for me yes same right and you can just kind of see it in your head and the problem that i would find is my hands can't keep up with the typing as fast as the movie is playing out mm -hmm. right? right or i want to get to the good part and not give you all the detail or do i give you the detail is it important is it not important so yeah, the, that's where I get stuck. I have that struggle sometimes too. And um, sometimes just to satisfy myself, I have to write that good part and then go back yeah. in and, and add the missing detail or, you know, add the scene that was missing before that. Um, one of the things that I've noticed about myself lately is if I try to, this is what should come next and try to make myself do that, my brain will shut down and my characters won't talk. They'll stand there like, that's not what we want to do. We want to go to this part over here. So when you're ready to go to this part over here, come back, we'll be ready for you. <laughs> so uh, that's when my writer's block really picks up. Yeah. Tell me about the book. Tell me like, tell me about the story. Give us a synopsis. Okay. Um, so it's romance slash drama is the genre. Um, and it has a LGBT twist to it. So the main character, um, it's a group of women, excuse me, the main character, um, she just has this great life. She has a great job, friends, family, an amazing boyfriend, you know, things that you would think most women are happy about, especially for her age. You know, that this is an exciting thing. You know, you have a great life and then she's just unfulfilled and she starts having, uh, dreams like that something's missing and there's something that's missing in her dreams is a woman and she's like whoa I've never been attracted to women why am I even dreaming something of this nature and she reaches out to her twin sister who is a lesbian and has this conversation with her and from there we get to go on her journey that she takes her best friend her sister, all of us through of her figuring out what it is that she wants. Um, I do not always agree with her decisions on how she goes about getting what she wants, um, but she, she does. So I like to say that it's not just a coming out story. It's also like a coming of age story because there are people in the book um, that are finding themselves in other ways as well. And it's just them all coming to the realization of, you know, who they are at this point in their life. Who would you say is the audience for the book? So my audience is, I would say, uh, early 20s to early 40s. So I know that's a big jump, but I feel like that's really the age range of some of the people in the book some of the characters. And so I feel like it speaks to that age range the most as well. 
is the book set in present day? Is it set in modern times? Yes, it is. Not type and of Corona so, though. <laughs> I haven't introduced any of before that. Before pre-Corona. 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 <laughs> so I always love um, fiction books, especially when they um, when they start off. Did you know that there was going to be a book two? When you finished book one, did you feel like I got it out, the story's out, it's done? Or did you think? If that's the case, then why not just make it a longer book? Why stop there? What made you say this is complete at this point? Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't. I knew it was going to be a series. I kind of knew it was going to be a series. The book is not what you would consider a, consider a full-length novel. It's a novella. And I feel like at the point that... I don't want to say I'm bored, but at the point that I'm kind of tired of writing or the story, I feel like that's the point where my readers may get tired of reading. So it's like, hey, let's take a break. Um, Let's regroup. Let's let the characters regroup and come back in for book two. Um, Now, my next question that everybody asks me is how long is the series going to be? And I say three, possibly four, but it really just depends on how long the characters want to continue to talk to me. (laughs) But for where I would like at least one of the storylines to go, it's going to be three, possibly four books in the series. Okay. All right. All of them will be novellas? More than likely, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And so are they all going to be the other side, book one, book two, book three, book four, or do you have different titles for them? So different titles. So um, this is actually an exclusive for you, something that has just come about within the last week or two. Um, So I'm also going to be relaunching book one. I am taking book one off of Amazon. Um, It's gonna get a little fresh makeover. And I'm going to add some scenes and some things to it. So it's not going to be completely the same book. I'm going to add some behind the scenes exclusive stuff to it. Um, And the name is going to, I won't say change, but when I started the book and I named it the other side, that was a placeholder name in my mind. I didn't expect it to be named that. But when I had my readers going over it, I was like, okay, guys, now that I'm done, what should I name the book? And they were like, what do you mean? The the book is the other side. You can't change the name. (laughs) So, um, which is why it's just the other side, book one, because I was just literally just stuck with it. So once it is re-released, it will be the other side and it will no longer be book one. It will actually have a title beside the other side. So on book one, when you um, published book one, did you have an editor? go over book one? I did not. Or did you just, you did not. not. Um, Do you find that book two maybe has something that book one doesn't because you now are working with an editor? Do you feel like an editor is going to give it that extra? You know what I mean? People sometimes don't like to work with editors. I'm a firm believer in editors. I think you become too close to your work to see just the most obvious typos to somebody else, Mm -hmm. right? And just, and errors. Mm -hmm. But... Sometimes it's hard for people to give their work to somebody and let them edit it. I am actually very curious to see how book two differs in that aspect since I am going with an editor. Um, I've done editing in the past, which is kind of the reason why I didn't do the editor in book one. 
um, and just the different people that read it over would catch little things that I didn't see. So even publishing, I think I've gone back maybe once after published to catch something that I completely missed. Um, but I'm really curious to see what book two, you know, what the difference is going to be now that I am working with an editor. That is funny. We are very similar in the things that we've experienced. I too have pulled my books off of Amazon okay. and, are, and are relaunching them awesome. just from the things that I've learned, mm -hmm. right? right? So my next question to you are: is, are you looking at turning this wonderful series of books into audiobooks? Oh, Kelly. <laughs> my struggle. Yes, absolutely. I have been wanting to turn it into an audiobook since last summer. Um, I had an amazing narrator that I found on Fiverr. Um, and as great as she was, we were just not able to get the book. And like you said, it may just be that I'm just so close to it. It's, it's my baby. Um, but one of the things that I'm finding is the book is told from the perspectives of all of the main characters. So each chapter may be from a, it's going to be from a different main character. So there's like four or five. And so when her and I amicably parted ways, um, she said, I really think you're going to need to hire like a full cast to do it because she was like trying to do the voices of four different people and they're like distinctly different voices. So mm. that has been my latest struggle and I'm still working on it. And I think once I'm done writing book two and can turn it over to the editor, then maybe I will kind of then focus on picking back up where I left off with that. Yeah, it can be a struggle. And I don't think most people think about that. Finding that perfect narrator to read your book. And if you have an array of characters, mm -hmm. are they going to do all the characters? Do you want them to do all the characters? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? I mean, I've heard audiobooks that have background noises to help right. with the scenes and some that are just people reading mm -hmm. it, it the ones with background noises almost remind me of like plays because mm -hmm. it helps with the scenery and what's going on and so there's all types of things that you can do these days so I, when you figure that out you're gonna have to come back and let me know <laughs> because uh that is something that is on my list as well yeah as i go through that journey figuring out how to how to do that and again doing it where it's within your means and you're not breaking the bank mm -hmm. to do that because like most people who are writers writing isn't enough to support you mm -hmm. you still have to have a full-time gig and you you're paying the bills and you're trying to do all the other things and invest in yourself and get this book out there and launch in hopes that maybe it might pay a bill mm -hmm. right yeah <laughs> so <laughs> the struggle is real <laughs> The struggle is real. Yep. So book two, book two's deadline at the editor. When do you hope to launch? Are you going to launch book two and um, book one and book two together? Do you have like a planned launch when they're going to come out? That's something that we are discussing. So um, book two will absolutely be launched June 1 because that's Pride Month. So I have to celebrate um, Pride Month and take advantage of that. Something else I did not do when I launched last year, even though I launched it in June as well. I just, again, like I told you, just completely just dropped it in the middle of the world. Didn't even think of that and take advantage of the fact that it was Pride Month. Um, so I know that book two will be dropped on June 1. So we are now discussing if book one will be dropped at the same time or if we're going to drop it a couple of weeks earlier just to kind of get that interest back up while we're 
um, doing all the promo for book two. So that is yet to be determined. Well, I wish you all the best. I want to thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing your journey, telling us about the book. Oh, does book two have a title? It will still be the other side, but it's just that that second part of the title that um, we are keeping hidden for the moment. Ah, okay. I understand. You got to build up the 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 curiosity yes. and entice the, the entice the reader. Mm-hmm. Um, all the information for the book will be in the podcast description. I'll make sure to get all the links so that you can go out and get your copy. OJ, thank you so much. This means that you are now an official member of the book club, Yay. which means you are welcome to come back at any time and talk about book two when it launches. So for June. You know, if that's something that you want to do when you're marketing and you want to come back on the podcast so I can help you promote it, just shoot me an email and we'll make it happen. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for having me. Um, I look forward to coming back and talking to you and all the listeners. Um, I'm really excited. Everybody's going to love book two as much as they did book one. Before we go, do you have a website or an author landing page that people can check you out at? Yes, my website is author, O-J Barr, and that is spelled O-J-A-Y-B-A-R-R.com. Fantastic. Thank you, O-J. Thank you so much for, again, being on the podcast and being the newest member to the book club. Thank you.